0: Tom's peeing right now, so. But he wouldn't let us listen in. Good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For you.
1: You know, last time I let you guys listen, you complained. So. (laughs) We didn't complain. We we critiqued.
2: Exactly. Exactly. We we offered constructive criticism. We like complaining. We wanted to complain.
1: So we've pretty much given up on theme already on this podcast.
0: Uh, What do you mean? I'm assuming Nate's going to explain his, well, let's just say, explain himself. I expect
1: Uh, an explanation from both Nate and Kevin.
3: Mine's very obvious. There was. No, it's really not.
2: No. For Annie uh, Hall?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. There is a meet the parents scene in Annie Hall, period. There's a meet the parents
1: scene that lasts three minutes. Okay. There's not a meet <laughs> the parents
2: theme. I feel like that's the whole movie. I'm behind you, Kevin. <laughs> that, that three yeah. minute scene?
3: Yeah, that works for me.
2: I've got an explanation for Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Better. Totally.
3: Totally legitimate. Yeah, at least I brought a classic onto the podcast this month. So did
4: I. Ah.
3: <laughs> yeah, but Kevin, which one did we watch twice?
0: That's
3: true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but that's because none that's... of the three of us could remember it the first time. Were you drunk? Or it was kind of one of those. Wait, is that really what I remember happening? And yeah, it was.
2: <laughs> that is the music of your people, Kevin. <laughs>
3: uh, that might be true.
2: Tell me it's not.
3: <laughs> well, that era, yes. <laughs> Piusadora uh, specifically. Songs, uh, I'm going to say no.
0: I'm so, uh, on
1: Percocet right now, so this should be fun for me.
0: I got a little bit of a cough, so
2: I'll do my best. So to I'm also cough. on Percocet. I mean, <laughs> what? No. Well.
0: Welcome to Buried Cinema, where we discuss new and lesser known films in detail, so there will be spoilers. I'm Steve. I'm in the same I'm name. Tom.
4: I'm Brian. I'm Kevin. I'm Nate. And I'm Patrick.
2: <laughs> Did you not know who else was supposed to pe- speak Patrick? You were like, oh, and who hasn't stocked yet?
3: <laughs> I got confused.
0: Uh, uh, so this podcast uh, where uh, I, it was my choice. And so I chose Ready Player One. This is a movie I was very excited for. i read the book. Uh, it's, so it seems like the perfect vehicle for Spielberg, uh, who directed it. Uh, and then uh, it's essentially a love letter to 80s pop culture, or at least the book was. Uh, and kind of a, a dystopian, I guess, yeah. future. Um, although it doesn't seem... Columbus, too, anyway. Yeah, uh, Although it doesn't seem too far off from re- reality now. A... Uh, young guy, Wade Watts, mm-hmm. uh, is basically has to go up with him and his band of misfits, has to go up against an evil corporation for control over this virtual world. Uh, and um, I am going to turn to Nate first to uh, find out what he thought of this movie.
2: Uh, I'm still like processing it. Um, Are you at the theater I, now?
0: You're still watching it?
2: Yes, yes, currently. <laughs> hang on. hang on. I'm almost at the end. no, um, it's it's very funny. It's incredibly entertaining. It's thrilling. I feel like I want more out of it, but I don't know what else I want out of it. I don't know what more. I guess there's also these like lingering feelings from the book. There's so much potential in it. Had you read the and book? The book has yes, yeah okay. I've, I've I've read the book. The book is a very easy, very quick read, but it definitely has flaws where it it struggles to geek out too much it explains really esoteric like crazy out there references yeah things that like nobody would ever get and it spends too much time in there where it's like look i I, even if you explain this reference i'm not gonna get it this doesn't make the writing better like just move on (laughs) you know i can i can google search your crazy reference and try to figure it out later
0: and some of the references feel like references for reference sake yeah like they don't feel organic it's like oh yeah there's this cool thing i like yeah a lot of them feel
2: that way but the, the plot elements that he took, and I, I, lo- I actually think in a lot of ways it's better than the book. I, I like the changes yeah. that he made. I right. Agree. He streamlines it, keeps it simplified, you know, makes the first contest a race mm-hmm. instead of a Dungeons and Dragons dungeon crawl. You know, he doesn't spend a lot of time because there are ch- whole chapters where he's just like playing Joust, you know. <laughs> and he's describing how Joust is played. And it's like, you're on these pigeons, you have to jump on people's heads. It's not great writing, but (laughs) Stranger Things has the market cornered on Dungeons
1: and Dragons right now on Yeah,
2: yes, but I I think Spielberg has done something different here. He, um, a lesser director would have done a lot worse with this. I think, uh, what I really appreciate about it is how he bounces back and forth between the real and the virtual, right? Between the real and the oasis. Um, yeah, nice balance. Those final segments where they He's floating in the car and he has he's having the fight scenes and he's having to move around. It's Spielberg knows to keep you caring about these characters, we have to keep you in the real world. Again, he's still missing some potential chances here. Talking about the original Easter egg, I think he misses a chance there to talk about why the guy in Adventure had to put that in there, right? Because a corporation, at this point Atari, wasn't letting him. He misses some thematic steps, that he could have taken advantage of, but at the same time, I don't know if that's a knock at it, because it's just, it seems like such a popcorn movie. Yeah. And it is, I I think it's hilarious, wonderfully over the top, it wears things right on its heart sleeves. I don't think it needs the voiceover. Yeah. Yeah,
1: the voiceover stuff is, I've been pretty vocal about it in the past. So at first I was like, oh, great, you know. But, I mean, it wasn't terrible, and then it got going after that pretty fast, so... I didn't feel like it was a huge
2: demerit. No. I'm gonna end up giving it a B. It's a lot of fun.
4: Okay. Uh, Brian? Honestly, like my biggest complaint about this is the majority of the action scenes I felt like they wanted to put as many Easter eggs as possible into the into the into the shot. Yeah. So it's like here's this character and that character and this ship and that ship and this car and that car and this car and that car and this car and like I can't concentrate on all this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) There was just so much going on that I was just like, at at some point, you need to slow things down a little bit.
1: That's funny, because to me, I I was enjoying that. I was like, man, I can't wait to watch this at home.
4: Mm -hmm. I I agree with Brian. I don't care care if I ever see this again, to be honest with you. The problem with the book was that
0: it kind of had Easter eggs for the sake of Easter eggs, sometimes, even when it didn't really feel organic to the story and even though the movie did it differently it still had that same feeling sometimes where it was distracting well the great
1: thing about great thing about a movie version is you can put you can literally put as many easter eggs as you want in there they don't have to be have anything to do with what's going on they work better in
2: a movie yeah and
1: i i was i was so invested in the story here that i didn't care that i was not catching everything but it was fun when i did catch stuff
4: yeah i guess i'm just not uh i didn't disliked the movie, and I was entertained while I watched it. It's just I don't feel the need to ever come back to it.
0: So what grade would you give it? I'll give it a B. OK. Tom, you seem like
1: Yeah, you I, enjoy I, it. I uh, honestly don't, don't know what else you could want from this movie. I mean, I, when I heard about this, I didn't care about it. I hadn't read the book. <laughs> I still haven't read the book. Um, you don't need to. Spielberg, in my opinion, his popcorn films or his genre films have been steadily going downhill in quality for like the past 20 years plus. So I was uh, dubious about whether or not this was gonna be worth watching. And like I said, once I got past the the voiceover, I I loved this film, I enjoyed it from beginning to end. Like I, I really don't know what else people want out of a story like this. You had like your ragtag group of kids, that's pretty vintage Spielberg. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on the medication. Everything I say tonight, I'm blaming it on the medication. Steelberg would have been a character in Voyage of the Rock Aliens. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Spielberg and Voyage of the Rock Aliens soon. Yeah. For sure. I hope we do. Steve forgot to mention, but that's Nate's pairing. Oh, for yeah. Movie. For some reason. Um, and you don't, don't you dare to tell me it's Spielberg. It's so clear. <laughs> it's I will fly so to Virginia. So clear.
5: Um,
1: <laughs> no, but it's it's vintage Spielberg. It's Spielberg doing what he does best. It's it's a roller coaster ride the whole way through, but you still care about these characters in the real world. I the villain was good. Uh, I liked um, what's his name, Mark Mark Rylance. Oh, yeah, he was, he was great. amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um,
2: it, and, it is and I like Simon Pegg were some of the best
1: yeah yeah I I love and that's the other thing this this had a great mystery right it, it's a very it's a big bombastic visual thing you're you're in the oasis where the, like we're saying there's like there's just thousands of things for your eyes to try and grab but at the same time there's this really compelling mystery that they're trying to solve they're trying to you know in, in video game style trying to find the three keys Mm-hmm. And trying to solve these riddles to find these keys and all this stuff, that could have been really weak, but it it was that that was part of the fun too. And when they a, a lot of movies like this where there's like that kind of you know they have to solve a riddle to advance whatever when they when they actually like solve them, I, I tend to roll my eyes because yeah. it's so like I don't know, it's just lame and right. I, I like the way the pop culture was worked into the mystery and the riddles. I think my biggest going into this, my biggest concern was that it was going to be. That the references was going to be too like precious, like too cutesy, mm-hmm. um, or too like uh, on the nose, and some of them were, but the the story was so rich and the characters were so interesting, and this and the this whole like mystery plot was so engaging. Like it kind of defied all those you know concerns and expectations, and I just I really enjoyed it. I was I was laughing, I was crying, I was you know I I was giddy by the end of it. So yeah, I'm giving it an A
3: kevin i'm going to give this movie a b mostly because when they introduced the the rest of the team in real life i felt really let down
1: i will agree it was a little
3: weird that everybody lived in columbus <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not racist steven um, what uh, oh, steven said i'm racist yeah, no, no. <laughs> There've been more white people. No, I don't know. There was just something about. And I actually, I,
1: yeah, that raises a question. They, like the Oasis is a. It's not just Columbus, Ohio, right? It's it's available. Well, I don't think they all
0: lived in Columbus. They didn't explain that very well, but they knew he was in Columbus. They knew he was in Columbus, they and they in came in there. Ohio. No, because not in the, the book.
6: They didn't. They had to. Even, pay to make that's a concession they made for the movie to get them together faster.
0: Did they all live in? Because they never said they lived
3: there, did it's they? It's not clear. Even in the movie.
2: It's not clear. No, in the movie yeah,
0: they didn't at, say. At one point,
3: yeah. somebody said Cleveland. I remember hearing that. Like, I wasn't... Like, one of them came Wait, up Wait, are those Cleveland. different
2: cities? No. <laughs>
1: they are opposite corners of Ohio, yeah.
0: But yeah. I, I got the sense... It takes about that an hour. They all just... They knew he was there, and they kind of came to him. Not that they lived, well, already lived uh, there.
3: They told you at one point that... Uh I forget their names now. Uh, who's the girl? What's her H? character? The Artemis. Artemis. Or Artemis. H. Artemis. I thought at one point they said that Artemis got in touch with all the other people in the group and told them where he was. Yeah. Or where yeah. he was. And and then, so and she, yeah, they, but that was like
4: a text message as he was going out into the... Into yeah, the they show up 10 place. minutes later. They got yeah. fast yeah. travel in, in culture. Cool Not that type of van.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a Even, postal van. Even the evil corporation was in was in Columbus. Yeah, everything was in Columbus. Yeah, that it makes it that, easier. <laughs> yeah, it I mean safer, the movie the, the movie was fun enough that I didn't care as much, but that's yeah. definitely like a big like okay, so this whole entire world is in Columbus. They gave well, a in room. the
2: in the book they try to explain that by like that's where the internet is the best and the fastest, and it,
3: that's where all the servers it. are.
2: Yeah, they they they, they don't yeah. do a great job in the book. All uh, right, it's not. <laughs>
3: No, they even that was one of the that was part of the opening uh, dialogue where he said, you know, something along the lines of the the it's housing fast, sucks, but they have the best internet. Yeah. 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 So I, I can All see right. that. And that makes sense. And and I grew up on a lot of the games and the movies and everything. Like I played Atari twenty six hundred, I played Adventure. So I, I mean, I, I love that part about it. And I will watch this many times again solely to pick out the Easter eggs, not because of the storyline. Not because I'm invested in the main characters it was it was a, a good journey, but it's like a lot of video games once you do it once I'm not going to go back to it again so i would
1: I wouldn't care enough to go picking out Easter eggs if I didn't
3: enjoy the movie as a whole it's okay I mean that's why I'm kind of that's why I'm going along the the the, the B line. the mm-hmm. acting's good i I love the the older actors in it because I, I think they do a really good job of carrying the younger actors and and I don't know if it's a a, a question of the ability of the, the five or the other four people on the team and their greenness to acting versus, you know, yeah uh, that really kind of took me out of it. But I had, a, like Tom, I had a great time watching it. Patrick?
6: I'm going to give it an A. Um, I had a really fun time watching it. To some degree, having so many Easter eggs in, to me, did take away a little bit. Like, I do want to watch it again and see... and. Find them, but it was distracting sometimes to be like, oh yeah, look at that, look at that, and then you're missing the actual action yeah. of the movie. I think he did a good job adapting the book. I, I was curious as to how he was going to be able to do that because so much of the book is, you know, I think it takes the hunt takes place across like a year's worth of times. A lot mm-hmm. of it's them doing it on their own, you know. Then you have these grand. So I think the, the fact that they consolidated all the Columbus, they got everybody together earlier than they did in the book. You know, it moved it along well. The only complaint I have about it was. One of the best parts I liked about the book that I didn't think they brought out as much here, and it's hard when you're balancing it it's it's a big action movie and it's a big and the mystery of the you know, the the hunt is a is a huge part. So it really is kind of an action movie. But the book always hinted that there were parts in the book that hinted at the the different really the technological aspects of living in the oasis
5: versus the yeah. real world,
6: of how much, you know, he thinks, well, what I am in the oasis is truly me. Whereas what I'm, not, you know, whereas the real world isn't. Whereas Artemis approached it from the, the exact opposite. Of, you no, know, what you see in this world is complete construct. It has nothing to do with who you are in the real world. So, I wish the movie had delved more into that because that I think is a really important aspect. Artemis,
0: the book would, looked exactly the same in the Oasis. Yeah, she yeah. didn't change her looks. And in the book, she really wasn't this like beautiful girl. You
6: know, I mean, no, she was. She wasn't. So it's. I was kind of. I was hoping they'd be a little bit. Like, actually, dumpier actors. Like yeah. Kind of like I, w- I almost wish they had been a bit more. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, isn't
1: that convenient? She's an attractive girl.
6: Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, she, has, she has a, a, a birthmark. A so. birthmark. Oh, hideous. hideous. Oh, no. Hideous. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, yeah.
1: Total um, Beauty and the Beast tale.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but that, that wasn't that. Enough that to never distract. happens in Hollywood. I That's know. It's just not I know. something that they do. I know. It's just, it's it would have been it's... nice, like, to at some point get to mm-hmm. that point where we
0: can have. I mean, they kind of kept that with H. H. H, I thought was great, and and although she was still better looking than she was in the book, you know, in the book she's in her forties or something. And I think she was like overweight, like way over, like three hundred pounds. But still,
6: yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice if Hollywood could actually do that. But
0: yeah, but I mean, it was
6: so it was close to that. But I mean, that was my only real. I I wish there had been more of an exploration of kind of the social issues of of the oasis versus the real world but i don't know how you're gonna i mean that yeah. it was a two and a half hour movie you know it's well then you'd to, be I mean,
1: complaining that it was like jupiter ascending or something jupiter like ascending had jupiter. other
0: problems <laughs> yeah. my complaint for, for well, jupiter ascending is not that it wasn't introspective <laughs> enough that was not the problem <laughs> yeah
1: no but that they spent too much time building this on the social aspects of this fantasy no world. that's
6: where yeah if, if they had worked that in it would have been a three and a half hour epic. Like there's, yeah, I don't know how you do that. That's, like I said, and if I hadn't read the book I'd not I'd be more thinking about that later than necessarily yeah. going into it, hoping for it.
0: Uh, I'm also going to give it an A. I really enjoyed it. I think the changes that they made to the book are really good. If they had done a straight adaptation it would have been almost unwatchable at the time. Yeah. Just a guy sitting there playing like Joust or yeah. you know. Uh, there was one thing that they took out of the book that I thought I was kind of surprised and that's one of the characters gets killed uh they you know the one is ioi breaks into their apartment and just chucks them out a window and to me in the book that was a brilliant moment in the book because that's the first time you realize there's real world consequences you know it's not just oh you die in the game and you lose your stuff you could die for real and to me well, that, seemed,
1: that seemed blowing weird. up a whole stack yeah, of apartments
0: but i mean that still that's a bunch of strangers it's not a main character so it doesn't feel
2: when when they blow up the stacks it makes me feel like the bad guys are bad right i think that that develops sorrento's character oh he's a bad guy he's willing to kill people but it doesn't make me afraid for the main characters yeah it makes me still think like oh they're they're all still untouchable so i know i mean
0: i don't know maybe it maybe the it would have been too much for that particular movie for the kind of audience they're going for but i don't know i thought i thought that was a important moment in the book and i'm surprised they took it out of the movie that's the only real adaptation be, they, thing that i have i don't you'd know be they, off,
1: you'd be killing off one of the quote-unquote ethnic sidekicks right at that yeah point.
0: and then it'd be like
1: oh they killed off the black character of course
2: yeah how do they do it and how do they do it with building enough because it would be Saito, right is the guy who dies in yeah. the book yeah um and they, they wouldn't have had time to build him up enough that we would care and tom's right we'd all just say they they're killing off the sidekick
6: i forgot i also complained that there wasn't enough rush
0: Oh, yeah, they took all the Rush out at the last minute, apparently. Apparently, the entire soundtrack was Rush, and then at the last minute, uh, they just okay. completely changed it. So I don't know why. You know, I, I didn't look into it. There's, there's been, been a
1: lot of movies years, lately that have just been using terrible classic rock soundtracks. And aside from the fact that they opened with the worst Van Halen song <laughs> of all time, um, I, uh, I didn't mind the soundtrack too much in this. I thought it was...
4: It's the worst Van Halen song that you know about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like... The, <laughs> Have you heard their whole catalog. My right, next
0: podcast, you need to listen to their entire discography, <laughs> so you know for sure. You need
2: to back up your statement. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> With three A's and three B's, Ready Player One gets a B plus or a Larry David. Pretty, pretty,
0: pretty good. So we're going to move on to Flickchart. Flickchart is a website where you rank movies against each other and build your List of movies from your favorite to your least favorite. And the first matchup that Tom will tell us about. That was an awkward way to hand it over.
1: It really was. (laughs) Whoops. Hang on. I am still on my list
3: somehow. That's okay. We'll just go off your list, Tom.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I was about to say, we have have done 3,600 and something movies on our podcast. I'll say, that's not right. Okay. So we have covered... 576 movies, that sounds better, on our podcast. Adding Ready Player One. First movie comes up against is Murder on the Orient Express from last year. I'm going Ready Player One.
3: Yeah, me too. Ready Player One.
4: I'm going Murder on the Orient Express. I have to go Murder on the yes, Orient
3: Express.
0: Because I just, I mean, I, I like that enough to go see it in the theater twice.
2: I feel like I would. And I will. getting out of it, I was like, oh, it was really, really cool. But now I... When it like, came out on D V D and everything, I was like, No, I saw it. It was fun. That was good. And it, it hasn't stuck with me. It's it's a well executed Agatha Christie, a great ensemble piece. Ready Player One is still fresh in my mind. I've only got little nitpicky things, so do I with that. So I'm I'm gonna go Ready Player One. And that way we're stalemated early on. It makes it funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nitpicky things brought you down to a B. Yeah. I think I heard three for murder
1: on the Orient Express and
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and they did that on purpose.
2: I want to see Steve bend.
3: It's really easy to just put food on the floor.
2: <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Take that, Steve. I don't think Steve thinks it's wrong. He has not drummer on the floor. <laughs> Steve's Steve accepting it, is probably. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm All right, serious. so we're, <laughs> yeah, we're I I back to flick chart. We're three and three, right? Will
6: this become our new middle of the road, then? If Potentially. If we deadlock it
2: here? Well, it
1: has we can't. It has to actually oh, get on the chart. Somebody it's... has to
6: bend. I'll bend.
1: Yeah, uh, there's I mean, no way I we can bend. stalemate.
2: will Yeah, I'll go for it. Unless we re wreck murder. I really like both of them, Patrick's but... getting the food on the floor. Uh, <laughs> hang on, let me get something on the floor here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ready for player one wins. Next comes up against Hell or High Water.
4: Hell or High Water? Yeah, Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water.
3: Ready Player One. Hell or High Water. Damn it, I was gonna try and do another stalemate. Yeah, I'm going to Hell or High Water anyway. <laughs> no, no. Wow.
2: Hell or High
1: Water wins. Ready Player One versus La La Land.
3: Ready Player One. Ready
0: Player One. La La Land. I'm going Ready Player One. I think I have to go La La Land. You're the deadlock. Damn it. I thought you didn't like La La Land. No, I really did. I hated it when I started watching it, and then
6: by the end of the movie, I, I really loved it. Oh. It was one of those, like, turnaround movies, yeah. and I was like, God, oh,
3: no, I gotta go La La Land. Now
1: we are stuck. Woohoo! Don't woohoo! We're stalemated.
3: Woo-hoo. I think that's why he heckling yeah. him. So I think you have a misconception of what heckling is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Well, I'm did, did you guys Sam watch I'm, the Big I'm, Sick?
1: Yeah. Any yeah. form of talking back to the stage.
2: <laughs> so what if I screamed at your brother? You're really good in bed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be, be awesome. very amazing. Conversation. <laughs>
1: I'll pass yeah. on that message to my brother and see what he says. <laughs> Luckily, he's also seen the Big Six, so I'll we'll get it. All right. But I uh, Actually, real, I think like, it would be luckier if to he
5: hadn't seen it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: Steve just talked over Nate. Didn't hear either one of you. Oh.
2: They were both hilarious.
1: <laughs> Is anybody going to move on this? I'm
4: not, I'm not voting for La La Land.
1: <laughs> Neither am I. All right, fine. I'll budge. La La Land wins.
3: It's funny, the guy with the hernia has to bend over. Come on, guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was food
3: on the floor. Maybe Percocet. I don't know about food.
1: (laughs) I would definitely bend over for Percocet right now. (laughs) Careful who you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You might want to rephrase that.
3: (laughs) Oh, the things that are... (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
0: Just don't oh. ever get yourself in prison, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> or if you do, don't talk. When you're...
1: <laughs> ready Player One versus Prisoners. Oh, oh
2: I didn't that's see it. Uh, ironic. Prisoners. Uh, ready Player One. Ready Player One.
4: Ready Player One. Prisoners. I don't know if Patrick's seen Prisoners, has he?
6: Oh no, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I said that. Ready happen. Player over. Ready
1: Player One wins over Prisoners. Uh, Ready Player One versus Pacific Rim.
4: Pacific Rim. Ready Player
6: One. Ooh. This is the one with the
0: aliens. tough. Yeah.
2: Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. These are kind of the same. Pacific Rim, yeah. because it's an original property. It doesn't have anything I have to compare it to. I know it's not like an original storyline-ish, but it's an original thing. I think that gives it cred. So what is Ready Player One, though? Ready Player One is based on a book. Oh,
3: I see what you mean. Okay. Not only that, there's a lot of other movies I've seen that are, it's a similar storyline, although there may be some details, you know, it's it's not an MMO internet setting, but it's the same thing where you've got this group of four or five kids that have to solve this mystery and find some keys or eggs or whatever. If you're about so, I mean, to tell Pacific, me
1: that Ready Player One is more derivative than Pacific Rim.
3: <laughs> I'm not saying it's more derivative, I'm just saying. more derivative it's, of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> no that was one of the things i thought of while i was watching I'm like all oh, although it's a good movie the basic storyline behind it is is not unique neither is pacific Grim at all yeah. like, oh no i know <laughs> but that's not why i don't like I Pacific mean Grimm. i just pacific once for me was it was too yeah yes I thought of that same thing while I was watching it. I was like, no, I'm not supposed to do this. I need to give back the everlasting Gobstopper. But
4: only in this movie does he actually manage to gain all the people with him towards the end of the movie as opposed to losing all the other children. Yeah, true.
1: (laughs) Well, I had similar reactions to both of these. I thought they were both incredibly fun and incredibly well-made fun. So I'm kind of stuck.
0: I, yeah, I'll well, go Pacific Rim just because I've seen it more often. Although it has depreciated a little bit in recent viewings, but... Because uh, you're still, watching it at home. Yeah, that's probably a big part of it, you're right. But I've still seen it more often, and I still enjoy it, even though it's not as good as it was the first couple of times. All
1: right, so who's, who's where now?
4: I said Pacific Rim, Nate said Pacific Rim, Steve said Pacific Rim. Yep. Kevin ready said Ready Player One, and I believe so did Patrick. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: All right, I'll go Pacific Rim. And Ready Player One versus Godzilla 2014.
3: Oh, Ready Player Godzilla. One.
1: Godzilla. I'm going to go Ready Player One.
3: Ready Player One. Godzilla. All
1: right. Ready Player One wins, 3-2. to two. That puts Ready Player One at number 222 on our flick chart. It is stuck right in the middle of a kaiju sandwich. <laughs> 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 Between Pacific Rim and Godzilla. Steve?
0: Uh... We're going to come back and talk about Voyage of the Rock Aliens, a cinematic masterpiece that Nate is going to explain why we're watching.
2: I'm fine with cinematic masterpiece. I think that accurately describes it.
0: Nate, you got some
2: explaining to do. No, I don't. The movie explains itself. It It really doesn't. doesn't. (laughs)
0: It clearly does. not definitely doesn't. What,
2: what more do you need to understand? It's a movie. Kind of. I th- feel like, you know, it's what happened happened. We were all there. Right? When you say
1: movie, you mean a series of tenuously related and terrible music videos, right?
2: They are not all terrible.
0: <laughs> or yeah, tenuously related.
2: Stop it. Jermaine Jackson was in one of them.
3: Was it Jermaine or was it Tio? Okay, was it Jermaine or... Yeah, so that was totally it was Jermaine. It was okay.
2: Germain. Oh, we
0: thought it was Tito. I,
2: I it was looked it up them. on IMDb later. Oh,
3: I mean, I <laughs> could no, tell. I did too, but I mean, yeah, I did they tell. credit him for it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was trying to find his protest. For I didn't see it.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want me to just take over? We can do this. You split the audio. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, we
1: yeah. This is already in the podcast. I'm. I awesome. promise you. Ah. <laughs>
2: Oh, no, sorry, I got...
1: I just got so excited, he knocked his headset off.
2: (laughs) All right, here we go. All right, so I had the wild card pairing, and, um... What? There 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 are no wild cards. No. Oh. Oh. Quick, think. Well, that that (laughs) explains a lot. (laughs) I thought...
1: Steve Steve said the theme is video games, and Nate said, yeah, I can just pick whatever I want.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, now, so I'm sure Tom will edit this out. That's what happened, (laughs) Nate, right? Tell me I'm wrong. Yes. Yes. Yes, you're wrong. No, no, that's uh, I thought I had the wild card and I thought I was supposed to find some way to like relate it to Steve's movie in whatever way I
4: felt like I could. No, there's there's no wild cards anywhere.
1: And I would love to hear that explanation. (laughs)
4: I'd love to hear that. Related to Steve's movie. (laughs) Yes.
2: Oh, it's pretty easy. This is like Steve's movie is all about '80s references, and so I wanted to find essentially a movie that is more '80s than anything else oh, I could imagine. This is the most '80s thing ever made. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
2: this is. If anyone wants to know what the '80s are like, I feel like you just watched this
4: movie. Um, okay. This movie, misinformed.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: This movie is not 80s enough. Steve Gutenberg isn't in it. No.
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) Although I feel like if we were to put this in a time capsule and shoot it into space so that actual (laughs) aliens could see what we were like in the eighties, they would be incredibly offended. (laughs) Like this. is what they
2: think we are? Yeah. So so, um I chose Voyage of the Rock Aliens because I'm a genius. Um just like Kanye West. Yes. I don't know where I uh, – I remember seeing this movie on some random, like, movie list of, like, films, and some guy mentioned that he, he still watches it on, like, VHS, and it's, and then I can't find copies of it anywhere. It rarely shows up. This is a pretty obscure movie, and that works for us, so I, I really wanted to watch it. And the idea of it – the concept is so strange. So Voyage of the Rock Aliens is about about a group of rock and roll aliens – who come to the town of Spielberg searching for the rock rock and roll. Yeah. Even though they're already rock and roll aliens. Um, And it's then a, like Tom so affectionately said, a connection of 10 or 12 um, essentially music routines combined with really weird jokes in the middle. And it is just so wonderfully out there. Um, now, there's two real actual
1: music groups that star in this film. Yes. Yeah. Right. Jimmy and the Mustangs.
2: hmm
1: Right? Rockabilly. Yeah. Which formed in 1979 and are still touring. Really? Oh. Even though they've gone through 26 personnel changes.
4: <laughs> is J- it, tell me Jimmy <laughs> is still a part of it. Movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I think there is only a quote-unquote Jimmy. I think it's kind of like, uh, like Hootie and the Blowfish kind of situation. Right. right. There's no um, more
4: Blowfish. Well, the the what? gentleman there is a gentleman in the group by the name of Jimmy Haddocks. so yeah. that might have been Jimmy.
1: Maybe. Maybe. And then the other one is I don't even remember was it Rebus, something like that. Rema. Rema. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Which I'm going to assume we're trying to be in kind of a new wave kind of deal, but Devo. It's hard to hard to tell.
2: Yeah, they were trying to be a Devo. Um, Pia Zadora was trying to become a singer apparently at this time. You, you forgot Golden Globe winner Pia Zadora. Yes, that's right. Golden Globe. Win- she's famous for uh, winning a Golden Globe and a Razzie for the exact same role.
1: <laughs> Is that Santa Claus Conquers the Martians?
2: Yes. No, 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 it's not. She's also in, yes, yeah, she's also in Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. No, it was something, because um, we looked it up, because I was kind of curious, um, like, what happened to her that she had to be in this. <laughs> Butterfly? <laughs> Butterfly. That's it. Yeah. She won a Golden Globe for Best New Actress back when they were doing Best New Actress sort of things, right? I'd imagine that was the win that nailed the coffin shut on that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, she also won a Razzie for like Worst Actress, the same at the same time. Um, so I'm uh, I'm really curious how you guys felt about this.
4: Um, Multiple Razzie winner.
2: Multiple. She, oh, she's won more than one. Look at that. How many people can say that? Huh? Come she on. She was like,
4: nominated for Worst Actress of the Century.
2: <laughs> That's Gosh, an impressive that honor. One. Um, Brian, uh, talk to us about *Voyage of the Rock* aliens.
4: Do I really have to? Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, you must. This is a wonderful film.
4: I never thought I would find a movie that would make me yearn for the music of *Miami Connection*. <laughs> but congratulations! Oh.
2: To you one. Yeah. forever, we'll stick together.
4: This was, um, uh, this was just a series of color on screen, <laughs> 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 with some mildly attractive people <laughs> in it. The the one track mind police department. What was story. it the, princi- the, prin- the principal comes in and is telling them to stop their uh, cotillion because of <laughs> murders, right? Why can't
2: because they just call it a dance?
4: Because there's been murders. <laughs> but then at the same time, the police have a, a steamroller and completely flattened to. Like, th- I feel like this movie doesn't understand its own violence.
2: No, I think it does. I think it doesn't <laughs> care.
4: Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it doesn't it definitely doesn't care.
4: Yeah,
2: it fully understood
4: what uh, they were
1: doing. Chainsaw just... murderer, by the way, played by the guy from The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Berryman.
2: Mm-hmm. He's in a lot somehow, of. Somehow,
1: somehow, he was like creepier in this movie. <laughs> like at the end, when he's like, he's like, um, you know, doing googly eyes at what's your face, the
3: the female yeah.
1: mechanic. I-, I was like, oh. <laughs> Like, yeah, but she's, she's into it. it so yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, good for them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I recognized him because I, I felt a lot more uncomfortable with the nature of yeah. the
0: beast. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this, there's no way this isn't going to turn into gay porn any minute. It was oh. all for him to rip off his shirt. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, because I... he was having such a hard time keeping it on before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I have to say as soon as as soon as he went over and like opened the wall of lockers
2: <laughs> and there
1: was like a there was like a shrine in there. And yeah. <laughs> there's
2: a red shag carpet all. Over.
1: No, listen, I, I was like I was, I was like oh holy crap, I've seen this before. I'm serious. I, I saw that section of the movie before. Um, oh. that whole like with the mountain line wandering around. Um, it was at a bad movie in, in Colorado. And they showed just that. It, it was totally out of context. I never knew what movie it was from. But there's just just the guy walking up to the lockers and opening up, and there's a Piazadora shrine. And then he starts singing, and the cougar's walking around. So I, I guess I should say thank you for helping me solve that mystery. Yes, you should.
4: Yes, yeah. you should.
1: So, uh, Brian,
2: what grade are you giving it?
4: Uh, I can't give this thing anything higher than a D. Oh, wow. But, but I feel like that would be generous. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, Patrick. I don't know. I don't know. The first time I watched it. <laughs> I, <laughs> the first
6: time? I, I, oh, boy. I, I, I was definitely in the D range. But, man, the second time I watched it, I kind of feel like this. it grew on me, you know? When Justine's yeah. playing, I got Justine. my toe tapping, Justine. my head's bobbing.
0: Justine. Just, just, don't just you can't help but tap your toe you to know? some
6: of these Justine. songs. Oh. It's Justine. embarrassing. You can't help <laughs> It really is. No, I mean this. It reminded me of that one I picked, where it was like a bunch of musicians just got together and said, "Screw it, let's make a film." Yeah, like this was. Except just like, this one
2: actually had songs. Yeah, but like this was. Oh. It's, it's like Piazzolla gotcha. had four songs.
6: Jimmy the Mustangs had four songs and had four... And they said, "Let's make twelve videos and somehow loosely tie it together with, <laughs> and we'll call it a movie." <laughs> like
2: what? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Oh, God. It, it was, yeah. And, uh, and then they tied it up with that monster thing at the end.
0: Yeah. Uh, did they, though?
6: Did, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the, yeah. The giant mutant squid? Yeah, okay. who then decided to head for yeah. you know Loch Ness yeah. at the end. Because he got a
0: little <laughs> tiny bit clipped off? Yeah. <laughs>
6: right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it, it was so campy, though, it made me laugh. Like I'm going to give it a C. Like, it, it really, it was so cheesy, it actually got better. Yeah, we, we did yeah. watch it
3: twice. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> need to just figure out if that's what we actually saw. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I agreed to watch it a second time because <laughs> I <laughs> genuinely thought, hey, you know, I, I did my usual. I fell asleep a few times while it was on the first time through it. So there's got to be something I missed that kind of ties it together better. And upon the second viewing, it wasn't there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah, this like Ready Player One, this was my childhood, this kind of <laughs> <laughs> shit on the screen. And I I should be nostalgic for it. I, I it's it sucked so bad. Um the songs, I,
1: I, are, the songs are not good.
3: I, I felt bad for the stray cats because I'm I'm <laughs> looking at this rockabilly group. And they're just. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I have to give it an F. I, I have to give it an F. It's. I, I laughed not with it. I laughed at it. Um, and at some point, I said, "There's no way this relates." The the four. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five potential storylines do not relate to each other. So yeah. I just yeah. I give it an F. <laughs>
1: Nate, you know the Stray Cats is a real rockabilly group, right? No.
3: Yeah, with the uh, Brian Setzer was yeah. the lead singer, and he went off on his own and had the Brian Setzer Orchestra, and they were good rockabilly they, before they were. rockabilly they, they were. was popular. Mm-hmm.
1: It's funny that you said that because as, as soon as uh, the first time you're in the um, the soda fountain shop, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Uh, uh, the the standard teen hangout, I believe is yeah, the name. Yeah. Of yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's
3: what the sign said on the door. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I was like, because the, cause the whole time I was actually, I was like, all right, so, you know, not actually Michael Jackson, but close. Not actually mm-hmm. Cindy Lauper, but close.
6: Like, exactly. Like, oh, yeah.
1: Not actually the Stray Cats, but close. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the Stray Cats were good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
6: They lost a lot. Jimmy and the Mustangs were not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tom. I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea how to grade this movie because it is uh, terrible. But you know how when you watch when you watch a bad movie, you're constantly like checking the clock, like how much more of this is left to go, and like oh my god, I can't believe I'm only a half hour into this or whatever.
5: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: this flew by. I was like, holy crap, this is going at a good clip. And if we're if we're like comparing this to something like Straight to Hell, yeah, which was just like hard to sit through.
6: Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, I mean, this, it's. It's not hard to sit through. You can get enjoyment out of this. It's it's ridiculous once you decide to go on the the weird, weird, weird ride. The songs are terrible.
0: Absolutely terrible. But But they never
2: cut the the really bad ones off really quickly. But they're also terrible
0: in the sort of. um, Like, I don't think they realize this, but they end up being kind of satire of 80s music. And so they're you can't they're, be satire without realizing you're being satire. Uh, they managed bad. it. <laughs> they managed to do it. <laughs> um, um, and, and they're so they're like a good bad kind of kind of music. Uh should yeah, also point out about that
2: nature of the beast song. How is that yeah. not satire? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess if there could be such a thing as unintentional satire and I'm not going to give in that there is, or else Alex Jones wins. But but yeah, I mean, that's about the closest approximation of what people in the 80s thought was cool.
2: Well, because, but that whole scene is so ridiculous, and he plays it so straight, right? He opens up not just one locker, but all of them, (laughs) right? And it's this huge red shag carpet, and I, I actually love that... He never winks at the camera. He keeps his straight face. He keeps his whole thing. He keeps his persona. And then he plays that song. There's no way he's doing that. And he's not thinking to himself, really? Shirtless with a cougar walking next to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then the cougar walks into the Red Shag Shrine. Like and he closes
4: it. And he closes so, it in.
2: And he closes and, it. He closes it. And, that's where he keeps his cougar. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs>
1: And he, he was one of two actual quote-unquote actors they hired. Yeah. Um, because they wanted an actual quote-unquote actor to <laughs> to front each of these bands. So him and the lead alien were not actual, like, he's not actually in Jimmy the Mustangs. And the guy that plays the lead mm-hmm. act, alien is not actually in Rima. So he's actually just lip-syncing this whole music video, which is, I'm, I'm assuming, being sung by somebody from... Oh,
4: that's why I recognized him. He played one of the father figures in the TV show uh, One Tree Hill that my sister loved.
1: Wow, I did not know where that was
4: going. <laughs>
6: <laughs> that and the
4: Nature of the Beast video. Those are the two yeah. things I know. <laughs> yeah, those
2: are the two things he's known for. <laughs> one Tree Hill and that Nature of the Beast video. He's never sure. Actually,
4: one, one Tree Hill is isn't even listed on the, listed on the top is. four on his thing. He was a producer for Demolition Man. Oh,
2: Ooh. So, Tom, you got to grade it. Uh, an A? I'll, I'll put this, you down for an A. It's okay. This is,
1: di- this is directed, we didn't say. This is directed by the director of the third installment of the Dirty Harry's series, <laughs> the Enforcer. Um, the framing in this movie is so bad that, like, actors' heads are cut off at the top of this Yes. Yes. That was driving me nuts. But, it's I, I mean, I can't say I was bored. I can't say I didn't enjoy it. I really don't. I'm, I'm. I'm. in that like Miami connection headspace where I don't know. I don't know how to grade this movie. Can I reverse grade and just give it an A and feel okay <laughs> about it? Like you can give just it a C. Give
5: it A. Give it a C. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm subverting the system. I'm giving this an A. A. <laughs> Woo. Hey, yeah. Yep. Total. Total system subversion.
2: I'm actually gonna give this. I'm. I'm gonna give what Brian just said. I'm gonna give this a C. I think it's. Um, and a, le- a legitimate C. I honestly enjoyed watching it. I don't think that they, as they're making it, part of what I enjoyed about it is I don't think they're trying to do anything special with this, right? They fully recognize they're just putting 10 music videos together. Yeah. Um, in fact, they start with one and they completely reject it. Yeah. Right? The Jermaine Jackson one, they then make a joke right after it about no music there. And so they. And, they, that, <laughs> and that was basically like the lead
1: single from the. Like that actually had airplay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, and that, this, the lyrics just are ridiculous. They're just, there's they're something else. And that whole thing, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself where it's clearly these, the costumes in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was clearly all of the uh, white dancers versus the black dancers. Yeah. <laughs> yep. In some European country, maybe. But they solved racism. Um <laughs> They solved
4: racism. Good for them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it worked out.
2: Ebony, I Um,
4: I I was a personal fan of how Frankie the Badass was, uh, as the standard teen hangout was closing, uh, was sitting there eating a jar of maraschino cherries.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's so many bizarre moments in this movie, like the the little things in between. um, When she is talking with Absid. And uh, what is it? He asks her, "What did you want to be when you grew up, or what did you want to do with your life or something?" And she goes, "I was thinking about becoming a nun or a bomber pilot." <laughs> 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 yeah. Or maybe even going into like politics and just like, that that line was legitimately funny. There's something, and she I don't know if she realizes how funny it is, but she just she just says it. Yeah. um and there there was a lot of moments like that when the uh, chainsaw guy, his chainsaw does break down. They have that long extended bit where she like teaches them how to fix it. And there's some wonderful things. There's some things that don't play off nearly as well or um, that fall flat. But the, the in-between stuff, it looks like they're just having a blast. And yeah, a fair amount of the songs are pretty lame and ridiculous, but they know it's a la- what they're doing is lame, right? They call it typical teenage hangout. Um, well, that's that's like the – psychotomy here is they are making a campy
1: movie and they know they are but i don't mm-hmm. think they I, I don't think they realize how bad the songs
2: are at the <laughs> yeah. same time so it's like i don't know what to do with that <laughs> because it's somehow somehow it fits into it somehow it just it all comes together so i'm i'm giving it a, a legitimate C um, steven uh, yeah
0: i'm with you i i i understand where tom's coming from because this is a bad movie that i really enjoyed watching it was funny because we were watching it with Kevin's exchange student, Latvian Exchange student. She's like, This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. America is amazing. Like, <laughs> she I think she legitimately thinks this is what the 80s were like. Yeah.
2: And, and she's so, legitimately
0: right. No. Yeah, and, and so that's that's why we watched it a second time because the next day she's like, Can we please watch that again? She actually enjoyed it. And uh, so I mean and it is
4: it's it's a fun Kevin have movie. Kevin Who showed her Saved by the Bell.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she, the is, she's probably seen stuff like that. She came here and uh what did she want to watch? Uh a, a lot of like early nineties, mid nineties sitcoms and teen dramas. That that's what she
1: likes.
3: Mm-hmm. And probably when,
1: they just caught up over there with that stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh I know we'll talk about it later, but they were saying uh and the next movie we we're going to review is saying, yeah, we just got our second episode of Night Rider. It's kind of like that in <laughs> Lodge. They're, they're a little delayed over there. Um, but she came into the movie the first time we were watching it uh, in the bathroom scene where the stalls, for some dumb reason, you have to take oh two steps up to get into a yeah. stall. And everybody's underwear is at their ankles, that, and they're just dancing. Uh, yeah,
2: That really weird dancing underwear ankle scene was yeah. so strange. Yeah, so, so
3: she bizarre. came into that and enjoyed the movie from there on out.
2: I think I saw
1: that scene, too, at the same bad movie night. Uh,
3: so, yeah, I'm giving
0: this a C because it's it's fun. It's not good, but it's, it's fun, and I might watch it
4: again.
3: Twice is more than enough. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I feel like there were some Easter eggs I
4: missed. You want, a, you want an Easter egg? Pia Zadora was 30 when this movie came out.
0: What?
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. You right.
5: didn't
4: see Serenity oh. fly
0: down in this
5: one?
1: Pia Zadora does not make like the bottom 20 worst things about this movie for me. So, No,
4: you know. I, I, I agree with you. I'm just like, there's your Easter egg. She was actually 30 years old. That's She's... crazy. <laughs> Although her singing...
1: I mean, there's no real like mystery why she didn't have a big music career.
4: Yeah. All
2: right. So, with three C's, a D and F, and an A, this strange <laughs> <laughs> voyage of the rock aliens gets a C minus or a Robin from Batman.
4: I was gonna say Robin from How I Met Your Mother.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, would you like to add this to flick chart?
1: Sure, but we haven't. We forgot to mention that uh, Ruth Gordon who won an Oscar for Rosemary's Baby, plays the sheriff in this movie.
0: Oh, yeah.
4: And and the uh, voice of Optimus Prime is the voice of the robot. Yeah. yeah. That is also Peter correct. Colin.
2: Peter Colin. Some real talent here. All
1: right. Adding Voyage of the Rock Aliens to our flip chart. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a rock alien. <laughs> That's the tagline. And the first movie comes up against... Is murder on the Orient
4: Express? Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Yeah. Murder. Yeah.
2: Murder.
1: Murder. 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 Red Rum. This is going to upset me in some way. I know it. <laughs> Voyage of the Rocky Aliens versus the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms.
0: The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. I don't see it. Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Yeah. The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. It's your last chance to piss Tom
2: off, Nate. No, but I can't do it. I don't like <laughs> *Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms*, but it is a better movie. All
1: right, *Beast* wins. *Voyage of the Rock Aliens* versus *This Means War*. *This Means War*. *Voyage of the Rock Aliens*. And in this poster, Chris Pine is pointing his gun at Reese Witherspoon's breasts, <laughs> and Tom Hardy is pointing his gun at Reese Witherspoon's vagina. <laughs> that is literally what's going on in this picture. I don't think they realize that's what's going on in this picture. No, because I'm
2: pretty sure the picture was just Photoshopped together. Uh, (laughs) Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Uh, This means war.
0: Two and two? Yeah, I'm thinking. I'd say Voyage of the Rock Aliens.
1: Rock Aliens win. It's got to be uncomfortable, right? Walking around with leather pants and a leather jacket and nothing else.
3: Surprisingly, no. It's kind of simple. (laughs) Not if you have a beast raging inside you.
2: (laughs) You understood his beast, Tom.
1: Kevin, I don't want to understand Frankie's beast. Thanks.
0: (laughs) I think Nate was talking about Kevin's beast.
1: (laughs) Don't want to know about Kevin's beast either. Rock Aliens versus Cruz Diaz. <laughs> night, night and day. day,
3: night and day. I go to night and day.
0: Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Yeah,
1: I'm going Rock Aliens.
0: Rock aliens.
1: Night and day. Three to two. There's a clear lines being drawn here.
0: Yeah.
1: Eighties yeah. face off. Voyage of the Rock Aliens versus Short Circuit. Short, short
0: circuit. circuit. Short, short circuit.
1: circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, short Circuit. Short Circuit. There's your Gutenberg. <laughs>
0: That's
1: right. <laughs> Rock Aliens versus Kinzaza. Rock Aliens. Oh Kinzaza. Kinzaza.
3: Which movie is more fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> Kinzaza for sure, but but I could I could excuse that. That's Russian and and it's just it's
0: Russian. Yeah, but yeah. Rock Aliens is 80s, so that's an excuse for that. Yeah.
2: Rock Aliens we need is to have a reason. cultural exchange between us and Russia. <laughs> Like
0: Rocky
1: Island is like an illustration of the reason the Soviets hated us. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm going to go Kinzaza That at least had more consistency in the storyline. That I would actually watch that again. There's no way in hell I would watch this one again. Sorry, Dave.
2: <laughs> no, that's fine.
3: Twice is enough. You're the one missing out. <laughs> Twice was too, too many. <laughs> So, me and Kevin
1: and Nate are with Kinzadza. Steve went Rock Aliens.
4: Yeah.
1: Brian went Rock Aliens.
6: And I haven't seen
1: it. Gotta get on that, Patrick. I
6: know. Yeah, I'll get right on yeah. Kinzaza, Kinzaza from what you guys are saying.
1: Uh, Voyage of the Rock Aliens lost that battle. It's now at number 451 on our flick chart. It is, let's see, it's a few spots below Kung Fury, which is a few spots below Kung Pao. <laughs> You're welcome. But (laughs) but it's a few spots above Kung Fu Panda 2.
2: (laughs) What is Kung Fu Panda 2 doing that far down? It wasn't great.
1: It's not good. uh, Kung Fu Panda 2 is one spot above the trial. How does that make it feel? Oh, and it's two spots above storytelling? All right, let's move on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right, on our... Next podcast, we're going to talk to you guys about the big sick Brian's wow. choice and Kevin's pairing with that, the classic Annie Hall. Yep. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so, yeah, we're doing
6: that. Join us
2: if, if you want. I <laughs> don't want to force anything on you.
0: Yeah, but join us. <laughs> we nailed this outro, guys. <laughs> totally nailed it. watch uh you ever seen SciShow Show on YouTube?
1: I don't know what that is.
0: That's just a YouTube show called SciShow. Show. It's really good. They just kinda go over latest stuff going on in science. It's like a science mm-hmm. news show. And it's interesting and one of the recent ones was on drugs that they created for one thing and turns out are helping other things. Yeah. And of course, like uh what's it called? Helps you get interaction. Don't I, don't know why, <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I'm why
6: you're pointing to my with Patrick right, now. right in front of me, because, <laughs> man, oh, it's really hot oh in here right myself. now. So, um, uh,
0: what's it called?
3: I think I'm glad I
0: left. Yeah. yeah. Viagra, that's it. So Viagra was one of them. Um, you know we're on your bed right now, Kevin. Really <laughs>